The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lathea Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. One, two, three, and there we are. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Culture Insanity. This is episode number six or something like that. This is our season finale um, as we end out June here. We close things down here at Alethea at the end of June, and so we've had some of our other podcasts in. This is our end for the season. We might come back later in the year for some some special episodes or something like that, but this is a technically our season finale, so just out the gate, I want to say thank you to our guests, our guest pastors who have come on um, this season, Dan and David and Mike, and yeah, Pastor Monty. Obviously, Pastor Monty's not here right now, but we have another man who you've never seen in this show. <laughs> this is Pastor James of Aletheia, so say hi, James. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Pastor Monty is uh, on vacation right now, so we have our other elder here at the church filling in and making his uh, his his debut appearance on the, on the show. So um, thanks for being here, James. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, um, let's get right into it then. Fi- like I said, final episode of the season, so let's uh, let's have a good discussion. Um, things on the docket, as you might have seen ver- via our, our Facebook post or whatever, but we have a topic about Chrissy Teigen. And uh, the uh, the art or the lost art of forgiveness, perhaps <laughs> uh, some things circulating around her, and you know she's always been a very uh, in the in the in the spotlight, sort of weighing in and you know having her opinion be known, and so she's uh, you know culturally um, present. Seems like all the time, <laughs> for better or for worse. Um, there's an interesting article which I'm I'm kind of gonna surprise you with, James. Oh. Um, uh, but maybe you you read it. You stay pretty you stay pretty up to date on the news. But um, regarding or surrounding the the video game developer that created the Five Nights at Freddy's series, uh-huh. you know the series. Yes. You know uh, sort of anything about what's going on with him? No, I just okay. I, I must have <coughs> missed that. Like I said, I, I sort of pulled that last last second. It's nothing, nothing to okay. <laughs> what I can fill you in. I fill fill the viewers in. So there's some stuff uh, circulating around him and his uh, proposed cancellation. I guess um, always people being canceled these days. Mm. Uh, it seems to be always what we're talking about. Uh, Demi Lovato is you know speaking up and telling us all about her truth and the beauty in that. That's sarcastic. Uh, and then Nickelodeon. Uh, there's a topic about Nickelodeon in the news lately about potentially the sig- this the potential significance of you know their their decline in viewership. And then if there's time, maybe uh, maybe we dip into a little bit about Cruella. I just saw that movie this week. James has not seen the movie, but he, no. as he says, has read all about it. <laughs> I've read all about it. That's. That's as much as I'm. James has read. He says he's read the reviews, read the spoilers, read the, you know, the the points of worth noting, especially from our standpoint. That's how I find out if I want to watch something. Yeah, he's weird. You're weird in that way. <laughs> <laughs> you find out all about it and then decide if it's worth w- worth watching or not. <laughs> I'm a I'm a read the book type of guy instead mm. of waiting for the movie. So. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Those are things on the docket. Um, as always. We may make it to two or just one of those things <laughs> because, you know, that's how that's how things go here. But, okay, so first up, Chrissy Teigen has been, as I said, in the in the spotlight within the last couple weeks since we last came on. Um, yeah, she's always, you know, on social media. She's always, mm-hmm. you know, doing the, the, the circuit of, you know, different talk shows. She's on different shows, you know. She's a cultural, an outspoken voice of the culture. Yes, uh, I would say. Um, well, she's recently been—I don't know—she hasn't technically been canceled, but you know, she's she's getting uh, maybe close to it or something because some of her previous tweets or or social media posts of some kind um, have have popped up, and basically she's like 
straight up bullying people and mm-hmm. being like yeah. cruel, which she seems to have a pattern of being. <laughs> She's not a particularly, uh, I don't know, without being too mean. She's not a particularly like pleasant person. It, it would seem, <laughs> at least from her public whatever. And then according to her social media posts. But anyway, so she's got these things that have popped up and, you know, there's a there's an outrage mob as there as there always tends to right. be around any any topic or any person. There's an outrage mob about her past, um, I guess, indiscretions and, you know, cyberbullying and and this and that. And so people are basically calling for her head. <laughs> Right, <laughs> her head, <laughs> not physically. Price, price to be paid. Yeah, price to be paid. You know, <coughs> what? Y- yeah. So, <coughs> so there's an article, which our producer can post about um, asking the question of you know whether or not we should forgive Christy Teigen, whether it's possible to forgive her. Which I find it to be, as I was reading the article, I just find it to be sort of almost just laughable from the start right. of the article, like. You know, the question is literally posed in the article, like, can we forgive her? <laughs> like, like, like the, uh, it's almost like the author is like really doing a, mm. a soul search. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the heart of hearts, can I forgive this person for well, it's, uh, what she's yeah, done? It's a crime above all crimes, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I guess uh, initial thoughts before I ask a, a, pointed, qu- a pointed question, uh, James. Well, I mean, I. I have been giving it some thought. I, I came to the conclusion I'm really glad that I did not grow up in a society that – Or without social media. <laughs> right. Uh, I didn't grow up, you know, with everything that I thought or decided to post because, yeah. you know, they they didn't do that when I was growing yeah. up. So uh, – because I'm sure there's plenty of things that I was immature on. Sure. Uh, plenty of things that I, I said. Um, Wait, really? What? <laughs> um, don't Don't cancel me now. Um, but uh, there, there's, you know, there's plenty of things that uh, I probably would, uh, <laughs> if there was a record of it, look back on and go, oh, man, I can't believe that I actually said that. Right. What was I thinking at that point in time? Um, I think what's, you know, just first thought uh, really interesting about this is she doesn't really seem too worried about it. Yeah. I mean, she did have a <coughs> – and y- you can see it in the – the article she did have like a long maybe like right. an instagram post or something mm-hmm. like that and you know yeah may- maybe maybe i could see how you would you would um see that like she doesn't seem worried about it in right. terms of how it will affect her i guess career right she she did you know express contrition on some level in the post what I thought was weird at the end of her post, though, <laughs> that almost undid the tone of her post, and if you might already know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. was, like, at the end of her apology post. Because, yeah, she posts some, like, long Instagram, you know, I've cried about this m- so much you wouldn't, you guys wouldn't believe, and I'm, you have no idea how deeply sorry I am and regret that, you know, all these kinds of things she said, which are fine and, you know, maybe good. But at the end of her post, she, like I said, she sor- almost sort of undoes her the tone of contrition because she like says I send you know she says something like I send nothing but love out to everyone even people who may hate me and I understand if you hate me I send you love and he's like isn't that annoying you know she says like isn't that annoying that I still love you guys it's almost like she's like taking she's trying to take control back like look the control isn't yours to have that's the point of forgiveness right Forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, <laughs> is giving up control to it the other per- it other party. Definitely doesn't seem sincere yeah, when so you throw something like that at the end of it. Type yeah. of thing. It's like okay, so you spent the time and you have this nice long dialogue, right. uh, apologizing, and then you end it with that, which <laughs> um, kind of makes it seem like why did you even bother? Yeah, it is like she made light of it at the end yeah. or something like that, and then it is a really weird thing in her post, but. Yeah, so I guess back to the back to the article or to mm-hmm. th- to the question, but um, yeah, is our culture a forgiving one? Is it possible to, of course, from our standpoint, you know, well, our standpoint versus right. the culture standpoint? But how does the culture decide if they're going to? R- you know, you I think it was you that posted an article a couple weeks back about uncancel culture, yes, and the phenomenon of uncancel culture, which isn't necessarily a new thing. But are we going to start seeing? 
a, a, a pattern of it because of, you know, all these different people who have come to light in the last two, three years or whatever, and, you know, with things like Me Too or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, not a necessarily new thing, though, and it cites someone like Roman Polanski, you know, um, as uh, being successful post his major, you know, indictment. Or the, <laughs> the return of, you know, Kevin Spacey. Right, and, you know, right. So the, the rise of uncanny culture. But how does our how does our culture decide how they're going to forgive someone if they're going to forgive someone by what by what metric are they using like what can you what can you sort of gauge from that well i, I you know I she's asking right. for forgiveness and the article is saying can we forgive her like what's too far what's too much you know like how do we even go about that how do we accept chrissy teigen back into our I lives the the you know the tone of the article quite honestly <coughs> pardon me the the tone of the article quite honestly is um you know, you would think that that she had, had you know, murdered somebody yeah. through the offense that that's being taken here, and I think that's what makes it difficult to gauge who's going to be even uncanceled versus you know forgiven for what's going on. <coughs> it's uh, it's an individual choice that people are making to be offended by some words that somebody said. The words have now it's no longer sticks and stones. It will break my bones and words will never hurt me. Words are the greatest offense ever because now you you're you're a hater. Yeah. And that's it's like, okay, so who who then decides if if these words are, are going to take hold? And it's it's really people being so prideful that uh, they determine that every word that's spoken is about them and it's going to change who they are somehow or how other people feel about them and right. that type of thing. It's really sad to see, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird mm. one. Um, sorry, I'm trying to juggle, trying to get our, our comments mm. up on the thing. But, um, yeah, it seems <laughs> – it's a, it's a weird one. It's, it seems that there's no, there's no real metric for that. And so people are – you know, articles like this come out, and it kind of shows people – fumbling around <laughs> in the dark about how to handle life. <laughs> right. And, and you're right. And make no light, make, you know, make no mistake. Like, it's not like we're promoting or dismissing people being harassed or bullied, you know, like no. she maybe was doing. I don't think we have to, you know, spend time defending our position on that or something. But, yeah, like, like you said, like her, her sins. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, pretty minor in the in the scheme of things, you know, and she she finds herself in a position of having to beg for. Uh, I mean, and and you said yourself like you don't get the impression she's worried no. about her career, but people, and you know, not just her. Like we're talking about her, but people find themselves in a position where they have to beg for their lives. <laughs> or at least they they feel like they have to. I yeah. don't I don't know that it's actually a reality that you have to. I think you could almost get away with just not apologizing and wait for a hot second or two and then hmm. you'll be fine. Well, yeah, or or maybe apologizing but not not blowing it out of pro not contributing to blowing it out of proportion. Right. You know, apologizing, seeking <coughs> seeking forgiveness and you know and I think in the on the article it says that she's reached out to some of those personally that she's you know wronged, which she should. Right. Um, you know, it shouldn't just be left at a social media post as a blanket apology <laughs> to her, to wow. her, the yeah. people she you know the, the maybe whole, hurt. The whole idea of doing like this large you know, you know, outgoing message to everybody it's in response to messages that were personal is just yeah. kind of it's like a pander, a weird pandering, right. well, it, it, cultural uh, pandering. Oh, right. that's a that's a good one. Cultural pandering. Yeah, I think you're right though. Like, I've I've you know I listen to a lot of podcasts and different people that I listen to have found themselves in the in the in the crosshairs of cancel culture, and I've you know witnessed you know from afar <laughs> through like listening to their shows and stuff. I've witnessed them like distance themselves from the limelight, mm -hmm. and you know take care of their business and i don't know what what that even means for those people um take care of their business and then you know let things let the culture settle down and i don't mean wait for the culture to forget necessarily no you know 
and I don't think that's what people's tactic should be if they've wronged someone. You know, right. wait for things to settle down before you, you know. No, but their tactic has been, look, take care of the business they need to, you know, defend themselves where they need to or, you know, seek forgiveness where they need to and wait for the culture to just settle down, right. you know. The, the right. culture is so emotional all right. the time, and that's that's what, you know, and it ends, they end people's careers with their emotion, you know, like, uh, but they've, they've waited for things to settle down, and then they slowly, you know, in small doses, right. reintroduce themselves back into their field of, you know, whether it be a comedian or, or, or right. yeah. you know, a lot of times it's comedians because comedians talk about offensive well, stuff. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a comedian's job, right. let's be clear. Right, that's, right. You know, to, to bring these things to light and to, you know, put the spin on so people can see how ridiculous it is right. that, that this is even offensive type of thing. And but. so you're, like, back to your point, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe a, a different approach then is to not pander to the overblown nature of things. You yeah, know, and take and care of your business, right? <laughs> and then just sort of go about your business, right? And I want to, I want to <laughs> clarify. I'm not advocating right, for just right, pretending right. like it doesn't exist, mm -hmm. or you know, uh, I obviously, I, I believe that you need to. Well, I mean, not to go too biblical, but you need to confess your sins and repent of them, right? So you have to acknowledge that this took place. You have to, you know, do the the appropriate, you know, forgiveness from that and, and you know, walk away. But quite honestly, I, it's just an observation that I think they could almost get away with just waiting for the tide mm. to swim the swim the other way, because it seems like it's just really uh, a matter of whatever is going to pop up as the the bigger. Uh, attention grabber right in, in in a short while and it's i mean with the you know not to keep talking about tidal waves it's probably because it's you know hot and water is good so um <laughs> refreshing right so uh but it seems like uh there's just a, a huge mass of people that have offended somebody at some point in time and of course we're going back years now and looking at tweets from like you know even when when Twitter first came onto the scene, type mm -hmm. of thing, and saying, "Oh well, look, you're you're a racist. Oh look, you're homophobic. Oh look, you." And it's like, okay, so in the decades since then, that's right. how they've acted, you know? Yeah, I know. People want to blanket right blanket identify someone for a a past opinion or a past. Meaningless comment. Right. It's or. so. In on one hand, there is no redemption. Right. Yeah. This is who you are. But in the same hand, uh, a week later, okay, you're back uh, to your former glory in your profession. Right. So that's it's. It's like okay, let's let's decide here what we're <laughs> going to do for real. Right. So. Yeah, I guess. I guess uh, what's what's a what's a final piece of advice you have in terms of how. A believer should uh, approach their life when it comes to forget, like when it comes to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we have a specific um, thought on her, her, Chrissy Teigen herself or something. The article: Can we forgive her? You know, like I think the short answer would be like, yeah, you can forgive her. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you can't forgive yeah. her, then or if people can't be forgiven for something, then what are we? You know, right? <laughs> like, well, first, uh, where are we? First, I'd have to choose What's if I'm actually uh, offended in some way sure. by that, and you know, I, I don't tend to be offended by people who are bullying me. I just, you know, understand that they're they don't really know who I am. Then right. that's that's not my problem. But uh, but quite honestly, if there is some type of actual offense, can people be forgiven? Absolutely. Um, there's a metric for that. The <laughs> Bible speaks out about how that uh, forgiveness is supposed to take place. And um, sort of like the crux of right. uh, what we're, where we are. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, it's like, where would we be if every little thing, um, you know, was held against us for the rest of our lives? We're in big trouble, mister. Right. right? What, yeah. what are we doing if we don't believe that people can be forgiven? Right. <laughs> like, we're spinning our wheels here, wasting our time. So the, there is a difficulty, of course, then, because, you know, uh, as human beings, we like to hold on to things. And um, so, you know, it, it does make a difference how we treat people. It's like we have to have them earn our trust again, that they're not going to offend us or hurt us or sin against us in some way. And that, you know, that's the hardest process. But that's that's on me as the offended person at sure. that point. Yeah. You, you know? have to choose to. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on. So I'm having a hard time getting our our comments, Facebook comments. So oh. if if you've been saying something, 
bear with me. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, you know, rope you into the dis to the discussion here. But uh, let's move on to uh, our next topic. So, um, the the five night at Freddy's thing. Mm -hmm. You said you, you said you, you know, you're aware of what it is, but I'm aware. I obviously it's not it's not something that I'm entrenched in. Sure. Usually. It's not. And I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't share the article with you, but I, I just saw it this morning. But this so this video game developer of this series, which I think has got like nine installments or something in the video game series and it's all on all those major yeah. platforms and consoles and whatnot. But and it's a video game about basically like Chuck E. Cheese animatronic animatronics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like robots. Creepy things. Creepy things. Coming to life yeah. at night, like night at the museum status and basically being like homicidal and your goal is to, I don't know, survive the night, protect the restaurant, mm -hmm. you know, not let them do that. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the that's the the gist of the game. This video game developer though is supposedly a you know a Christian, um, and recently and the reason why he's in the news is some people, you know, some group of people, which has turned into some bigger group of people and so on, found out that he um, like donated to you know different political candidates. You know he's He's um, right leaning. He he you know donated to Trump's campaign in 2016. He denoted he donated to Ben Carson or something like that. The article says, um, and he they some people found out about it. You know, and there's a website called Open Secrets or something like that. I guess you can find any, not any, but all all types of different information. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never visited the website. but So they found out about this, and basically they are trying to cancel this guy because, you know, his stances on this thing or that thing. I'll just read a, a quick little okay. quick little few sentences from the, from the article. But um, So, yeah, his name's Scott Cawthon, and he's the creator of the game. Um, he says, I'd like to think that the last seven years would have given me the benefit of the doubt in regards to how I treat people. But there I was, trending on Twitter for being a homophobe, getting doxxed, with people threatening to come to my house, etc. All this because I exercised my right and my duty as an American to vote and support the candidates who I felt could lead the country, so on and so forth. I'm a, he says, I'm a Republican, I'm a Christian, I'm pro-life, I believe in God, I also believe in equality in science and in common sense. Despite what some may say, all of those things can go together. That's not an apology or promise to change. It's the way it's always been. If I get canceled, then I get canceled. I don't do this for the money anymore. I do it because I enjoy it. If people think I'm being doing more harm than good, you know, maybe it's time for me to step away. So, I don't know. He seems to be, <laughs> he seems to be being canceled because, you know, his, you know, what how he says his duties as an right. American and his Christian um, view, his biblical view, you know, shapes the way he. <laughs> Why? Lives, uh, yeah. how he weighs into things politically, and, and this yeah. thing and that thing, his social views here, and um, all these things which he's alluding to, and which people are seemingly having a problem with, um, and so that's sort of the 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 article and the basis of the article. Okay. Um, but I have a question regarding that, mm -hmm. and it's let's read it: Is our Christianity better better served bold and out in the open, unapologetic? versus silent waiting to be discovered and unapologetic. I, f I feel like this is a pattern where <laughs> lately in the last year or something where some person will come up in the news, you know, and we're finding out, oh, they had this, you know, this Christian consensus on this one thing, even albeit, you know, even if they weren't an outspoken Christian. He yeah. is an outspoken Christian at this point. Um, and because people are finding out who the real Scott Cawthon is and people like him is when, you know, the outrage, you know, culture mob are calling for, you know, the heads of these people um, versus when you have someone who has, you know, been bold about it. Chris Pratt is a good example, mm -hmm. right? Chris Pratt is bold and outspoken about his stance and what he believes in. And he seems to be doing well for himself <laughs> in an right. industry that he's taken you know a, a, a few knocks but definitely not any type of fervor type sure of that, right and so i'm wondering as i was reading the article and you know scott here i'm wondering if people like him christians in an industry like that you know that doesn't support <laughs> their views um 
if it's better for them to be outspoken and bold versus trying, you know, trying or, you know, not necessarily trying, but laying low. And, you know, when I come up is when I'll, I'll decide to have be outspoken and bold. Like what, what are your thoughts? Do you understand my question? I understand your question. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I I apologize. I'm trying to pull up, um, because this brings to mind something that I covered uh, in in uh, my Bible study, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that we do every other week. Because mm-hmm. um, we're doing, um, you know, First Thessalonians, and <coughs> I, I think it kind of speaks to to that. So I'm just uh, trying to, to see it yeah. real quick uh, to a certain degree. Yeah, no problem. And I've noticed it too with, um, like, go- going back to comedians, mm-hmm. for example. I've noticed it with different comedians who their their past indiscretions have long been known about, you mm-hmm. know. Um, there's this one comedian in particular. He's really popular stand-up comedian, and he's been in all kinds of movies throughout the last 30 years probably. His name is Joey Diaz. And and I've heard I heard him talk about it on a couple podcasts and and the evidence is there to see, but you know, he has a a really like, you know, bad past you know he's done inappropriate things and basically all the areas someone can do in their life you know but it's 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 been well documented by him it's been you know it's been um resolved he's paid the consequences for these things he's he doesn't condone the way he used Mm -hmm. to be you know all these different things um but a very like you know checkered past kind of guy and you know and and his comedy is you know it's it's, it's vulgar and it you know as a comedians do they pu- it, it pushes right. the bounds and all Push these things it, pushing buttons and and so it's almost like people people know Joey Diaz you know and so he's survived this time that we find ourselves in you know mm-hmm. he hasn't been canceled whereas someone like Louis CK you know there's an image of Louis CK you know where it's you know, he's, he's okay. Or, you know, we, right. we know, we, there's nothing bad that we should necessarily, whatever, like he's a comedian that pushes boundaries and he says crazy offensive stuff. And so whatever, but you know, come to find out, Oh, he has this secret life where he does all these things. And you know, that's the basis of what got him in trouble. Um, and I'm wondering like from a, from a Christian yeah. standpoint, so I'll go back to Scott Coffin. Yeah. Uh, so w- would he have been better served to just be from the get-go, you know, bold about his stances, un- unapologetic as he is now, you know, as it comes to light, mm-hmm. and versus, you know, laying low where people develop this idea of who you are, or maybe they just they don't even have an idea of who you are, and so it's it's better right. that way for the masses, you know, like it's it's an interesting like position that people like him yeah. find themselves in, like. Because well, it's it's almost it's like you're it's almost like yeah. you're being, like, um, uh, tempted or whatever to like flaunt your. It's almost like you have to flaunt your Christian identity in a weird way in order for people to be comfortable with it. Like so, right. in order for it to be at least palatable for people, you know, even if they don't agree with you, it's at least palatable, and maybe they would dismiss you or something. Not that we're trying to be dismissed, right? But you know what I mean? It's a weird position. That well, someone I mean, like it's it's uh, it's something that uh, you know I've actually seen you know for for many years. I've even made comment about it. Um, there's this idea of what Christianity is, and it's really been sold by the people who have been very outspoken about the Christianity. And then they have literally taken a fall on the, the, you know, the big issues that they've, you know, taken stance on. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can understand that want to maybe be hesitant about saying, oh, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and identifying with that because the example that the public sees is so, um, well, misguided or wrong oftentimes. Uh, but I did find the, the passage I was thinking about. It's in 1 Thessalonians 4 um, verses, uh, we'll just do like 9 through 12 real quick here. Uh, but we don't need to write you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Uh, indeed, you already show your love for all believers through Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working mm. with your hands, just as instructed uh, as we instructed you before. Then people who are not Christians will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. Uh, now, you might say, okay, so you're supposed to live a quiet life. I mean, you're not supposed to talk about those things. No. Or, or, but there's a clear indication here that they know 
what's going on. They know who you are. Mm-hmm. They uh, and and the way that they're going to identify it, we go back to, uh, you know, we don't need to write you about the love that you're showing. Mm. We ask you to do that even more. Mm. So it's clear to me uh, uh, personally, you know, as a Christian, you know, people should know that is that's like a primary drive for me. Mm-hmm. So. You know, how selfish of me to keep that for myself and to lie to all these people around me saying, um, you know, I'm just a good guy. Right. Right. So, I mean, I at my, you know, secular job, people know that I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't bring it up often, but it's clear. Uh, it's not, you know, backed away from. And then they take that uh, and when they measure up how I act and how I react and how I treat other people, um, you know, praise the Lord. Hopefully it, it redeems that thought of what being a Christian is that yeah. is out in the public and they realize that, oh, I don't hate you because I'm a Christian. Right. Yeah, it's almost just like a continue to be consistent, Scott. You know, really continue to be consistent. You're you know, you're you're bringing it up here. I'd like to think the last seven years would have given me the benefit of the right. doubt, you know, based on how I treat people and stuff like that. And maybe the advice to him would be the same like we were talking mm-hmm. about with Christy Teigen, like don't pander to right. the outrage, you know, like, you know, he's talking about retiring, if it makes sense. Uh, sure. Like that's, that's well, I mean, if, if that's he's, if that's where he feels, whatever, yeah, if but he's doing something just for don't, f- don't because he wants to, then don't pander to the cultural outrage, right. maybe just be consistent in who you are and, you know, the people who are seeking truth will see the value in that, and the people who are shut off and all whose hearts right. are hardened, you know, there's that's where they will be, you know, and <laughs> right. he has to, you know, continue to. Well, he has to decide if he wants to wear his Christianity as a virtue signal or yeah. if he actually wants to wear his Christianity. Because once you have that out there, you're in, you're instantly on on notice that people are going to be scrutinizing what you yeah. do to see if it measures up what you supposedly believe in. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't envy people who are in that industry, you know, right. and I, I'm not specifically talking about video game <laughs> industry. <laughs> I, think I, be, I think that'd be cool. I, <laughs> I don't really have the mind for it, but <laughs> one, you know, uh, as a, well, as a semi, you know, completely amateur programmer myself, I can tell you, uh, there is something great with being able to see something created just like anything that you make something, but sure. it, it becomes really difficult, especially <laughs> since I don't know how to type very well. So, mm. um, But, yeah, it, it becomes a grueling thing, just like anything else that you do for fun that becomes more work related, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't envy people who are necessarily in an industry that is straight up just will reject. <laughs> right will reject your position and worldview. But, yeah, they, they potentially have a more, they potentially have a platform for, a, you know, a powerful voice and at, at the same, uh, on the same hand or whatever. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's just interesting that, again, like, how does the culture decide? It's so, it's, a it's move, yeah. so moving metric. It's such a moving metric, yeah. you know. There, that's what happens. Whether it be though, with forgiveness, whether it be with canceling, whether it be what yeah. we're gonna accept because we know you versus don't know you, you know. Uh, I don't know. Like, is it people don't like to be caught off guard or something? <laughs> like well, they people, people no, they become secure. Is, they yeah. become secure in who they think they that you are, right? And then when they find out something that doesn't match up to that image they have on you, it they're crestfallen, mm. right? They're they feel like their their world is shattered because it involves this image of you that may not be true. It's just weird though, and then people they they, they pick up their torch to destroy you because well, of that. <laughs> well, how dare you offend them, right? Yeah. How dare you change? There's no something. limit to the amount of offense people are willing to to uh, I don't know allow, I guess. Well, not allow. <laughs> it's uh, it, the amount of offense people are uh, you know willing to take on. It sounds so really. exhausting. It is. <laughs> I'm glad it don't look that way. No, it, it would be. <laughs> it literally would dominate. It has to probably dominate their thoughts every day, like yeah. every moment of every day. You know, like what is what is offending me now? You know, like man, 
do something else. <laughs> do something else right. in life. Well, I mean, you see the same type of thing where it's like, okay, well, I'm no longer shopping at that company because they did this 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 one yeah, time, or this is like how that they you know treat people. And and how long does it last before you're like, oh man, they're the only place that sells this. I yeah. guess I'm going to have to you know go in and right. Do that, I, right? I mean, I, I get I get that to a to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, like y- you have to draw a line somewhere. Well, you, you, you have you to know? learn – you have to be committed with <laughs> what your beliefs are, obviously. Right. Like l- a company like Planned Parenthood whose sole mission is right. to do something. You know, like I can understand like not supporting that company just full stop, you know. But another one where it's like, okay, so Target, you know, did this with their boys and girls section, and so Target is all bad right. now. It's like – well, that's uh, that's that line. Is that sustainable? No, like it's that, not. That, it's not. That way, it's because you're, you're <laughs> changing that metric. Yeah. You're choosing what you're you're willing to take offense at again. Instead yeah. of li- listen, this this is a clear fact, mm-hmm. and on that clear fact, it makes sense because it you know, it contradicts what I say that I believe in, what I live for, and, and who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, making a decision based on that is is different than wow, um, they they use that. They use that word. Oh, I can't. Right. I yeah. Can't. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. They must hate me now. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know. Offended. It's interesting. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the Nickelodeon thing. Nickelodeon. So, this is a weird one because the article you read, you know. Yeah, I read, I read the article. If you Google that, anything relating to that sort of headline that that article, you know, has, you know. If you just if you just punch in Nickelodeon and you know let Google News fill you with pages of stuff, you don't find any. You don't find this article. I no. went like probably eight pages deep, which is weird. And I don't know. Maybe you can. Well, we, can we can entertain a conspiracy theory about about censorship and stuff. Hey, maybe <laughs> this is a time to use Bing instead of Google. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, only thing the only thing you find if you punch in Nickelodeon right now is like a former actor who's being charged with something because of a relationship he had. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, Nickelodeon is in the headlines, even if it's just one. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a headline, which Jasmine can can share, um, because in the last I think I said in the last four years. Yeah, in the last four years they've seen their viewership drop like. I don't know if it ever gave a percentage, but it's, it gave like a, a one point blank million viewers per week, right. Nickelodeon viewers per week average, to now, you know, four years on, it's what was it like? It was either like one hundred or three hundred thousand viewers yeah. per week, somewhere around there, it, which it, is it, sounds like a lot, but in the you know over the stretch of a million, no, yeah. it's, um, it's definitely dropped. Yeah, okay. it's dropped like insane amount, according to this article, and again. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's be. <laughs> I don't know if the, the truth of that is being hidden from us, or or if it's not corroborated, and that's that's you know why the, I can only find one article on it. But there is an article on it, you know, and I forget the. I, f- I don't have it in front of me, but the source that they're pulling this from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. And my question surrounding that, James. Yes. Is. Because the article suggests that parents are, you know, are not letting their kids watch it as much or, you know, just there's just not the draw there. And it specifically it's been it's it's been um, it's been in line with the introduction of all these different woke things, woke ideologies, you know. Uh, Blue's Clues is introducing this type of character, mm. you know, gay or transgender. And this show with this thing and this thing speaking to this, this, um, you know, topic or theme or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the article is suggesting that the drop-off in viewership has been in, in lockstep with the introduction of these new woke things. And it's suggesting, it, you know, there's an implication in that. And so my question is... You know, first of all, like, is this evidence of, you know, the phenomenon of the outspoken minority versus um, the silent majority in terms of what people, you know, (laughs) agree with, you know, or um, believe or whatever? So that's, like, a first question. Like, perhaps it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then secondly, and this is is 
sort of loaded in this wordage. I was trying to figure out how to best say it, but okay. bear with me. Bear with me, guys. <laughs> Do you think that there's a, a a push or an overemphasis on you know woke culture and politically correct themes um, over and against more seminal and traditional ones for kids, and and that's why like that that pendulum swing is why people or parents or whatever are contributing to the 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 decline perhaps in something like Nickelodeon like are people becoming exasperated by these things you know uh, are people having a difficult time handling their children in light of the introduction of these new things you know struggling to um, <laughs> just figure out how to your these service you know these different companies whether it be Disney and we've talked about Disney this season you know that you know different shows and movies yeah. and Loki is a, is gender fluid now you yeah. know like you're taking content and you know networks geared toward younger audiences and you're presenting complex things to them you know is that sort of chiseling away at people or parents at the very least like what what are your thoughts like you know you used to have movies you know and tv shows that you know coming of age things they present you know black and whites you know and a lot of the like toy story find me something wrong with toy story like there's there's i you know forgive me if i'm you know whatever here it's been a while since i saw toy story but toy story if i can recall doesn't present uh morally gray issues or complex social issues like they're black and white things you know they're coming of age things and this is what for decades you know content geared toward these audiences has been you know has been pumping out you know things that are like seminal for for um kids you know or what young audiences but now you have blues clues that presents a transgender person and uh, like other than obviously they're trying to normalize that for a right, young audience absolutely. like that's not that's no secret <laughs> right um but you've talked about that as yeah, well so right but like you have you're presenting things that are just so complex like is that why we pr are potentially seeing a decline or a, a, a swing in the pendulum or the beginning of a swing in a pendulum to be done with those kinds of things like what are your thoughts i don't know i'm speaking too much but no it uh, you know you're you're making sure that you're uh communicating fully and uh, quite honestly you know um I'd like to think that it is uh, a shift in that kind of metric where people are uh, tired of, of, of seeing it there, but quite honestly, uh, it's it's tough to, to pin it on that. Mm, uh, yeah. The way that people even view media has changed so vastly uh, over over the last you know couple of decades um, that you can't necessarily attribute it to you know specifically to that. Uh, when you look at the fact that uh, for you know, since I can remember, they've been uh, indoctrinating these types of things, teaching these types of things in schools, mm -hmm. and parents didn't have a problem still sending their kids to school. Um, when uh, when these shows, uh, you know, they they didn't really shy away from it. It wasn't like as bold and, and in your face, but there'd be like yeah. a quick mention or something. Well, and that type well of that's thing. what it is. Maybe nowadays too is, it's I mean, just you in your face. it's it is in your face, but. And again, maybe mm. this is just a reoccurring theme of this episode, but there's whole articles and you know mm. things written about it. Look at what we're doing in Blues Clues, everyone. You know, <laughs> like right. it's no longer just a thing that you know they're putting in there and trying to normalize. You know, now it's this whole thing, and so maybe it's maybe it's more on a parent's radar nowadays to where they're like, well, I don't really know if I'm prepared to allow my kid to. Uh, either view that or take that in, or I don't know if I'm prepared to right. debrief that. Like, I, so I'd rather just avoid well, there, that. I mean, like, you know, now it's it, such a we, it, we it is bold, the culture makes such a big deal about every move. Look at what we're doing for LGBTQ in the Proud family on Disney. Mm -hmm. Look at what we've done with Loki here on his new show, you know, and all these things. And so, like, maybe it's maybe that's a contributing factor or something. I, I don't mean, know. It, it, like, it could be a whereas contributing before factor. it was just sort of like. 
but so we're silently doing these things and we're going to normalize these things you I know, can't, in schools and uh, books. I can't get away from that feeling, though, that the that parenting, you know, that we see normalized hasn't changed. And it's really like, yeah. here, here's your device. Watch what you're going to watch yeah. so that I can go do my own thing. <laughs> right. And I don't I, I think that it's a hard leap from, oh, well, now they're showing this agenda in this program. This thing has been added to be in your face. So now I'm going to take that tablet away because I don't want to you know, deal with that, or now I'm not going to watch that show. I think that gives uh, societal, you know, the societal norm too much uh, hmm. awareness of what's going on. Uh, sadly, I, I think that it's more along the veins of, you know, people, media consumption is just changing. Hmm. Um, I'd like to believe that it's because people are accepting that these things are there now and they have to be more vigilant or mm. they're they're not going to support it but i think that we're still in that same culture where mm. it's like uh as long as my child is occupied i'm good yeah it, so it's it's kind of tough it's like a juggling act you know which is it actually yeah. going to be i mean it's quite honestly like as i'm thinking about yeah. it like it could just be <laughs> it could just be me projecting too like i mean the article is the article. Right. I didn't write the article. No, but it clearly, <laughs> it, it clearly, you know, states There's an something. There's implication, yeah. It, it, but it does touch on the fact that it could be just because cable is dying or whatever. So yeah, it's, it there's an admittance of the fact that the, the, the metric and the, the uh, you know, the way that it's brought to you is changing. Um, yeah. But even then, like, in the same, in the same thought process I, that you're talking about that the mm -hmm. article suggests, it 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 gives it gives it opens that as a possibility for the decline, but it also says, and this is how Nickelodeon is trying to combat it, right? You know, because Paramount 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 Plus, Plus they're, Nickelodeon, they're on that. yeah, and Nickelodeon is doing all these things with shows mm. that are twenty years old, and you know, retconning characters to be a, right. a lesbian or or this thing or introducing that thing. introducing new characters like in the the Rugrats reboot, right? Mm. No, and it cites that, yeah. Um, so I don't know, like. I mean that might be that the cable's changing and whatever, but there's still like that push in 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 that you know even though yeah whatever. Um, but what what I was gonna say was, it might just be, <laughs> the article is the article. Mm -hmm. It might just be me projecting though because I find myself really enjoying, and, and I can take in these things just fine, mm -hmm. right? These movies like Cruella who take a character who used to be one thing and and you know, in a in a good sort of character development way, you know, give her layers, you know. Um, but we still have to make a con come to a conclusion right. about the well position she takes and what she stands does for. Does she? But <laughs> did she need to have those layers? Is the question. Sh sure. But so I, so I can view these things just fine, and 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 I can talk about them obviously just fine. But I find myself, you know, I, and I've talked about it with country music, for example. Mm -hmm. Even just recently here right, at church, right? No, but yeah, we had that conversation. I find, I find simpler things to be really enjoyable because they present, you know, they present black and whites in a time where we we're not interested in black and whites anymore. You know, culturally. No, it's a degree. <laughs> you know? Everything's a degree. Right, and you know, country music is hilarious and sort of a meme in that way, um, which I it's a guilty pleasure of mine. But like movies, like. Um, I just started watching. I didn't get to finish it. I'm probably two thirds of the way done with it. It's on Disney Plus right now. It's it's Luca, is what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of <laughs> I've heard of Luca. I haven't seen watched it personally. And so. you know, a, as I saw Luca, I didn't see a whole lot wrong with it. You know, on like morally speaking, um, you know, there's there's a question about you know the people you surround yourselves with can shape right. shape the kind of person you're going to be potentially if you allow that to happen or there's there's weird suggestions about the main character's relationship with his friend but right. the story as i see it is a it's a it's a friend it's a movie about friendship you know and and blah 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 but i actually kind of enjoyed that movie because it's it's not m morally ambiguous or whatever you know like it's 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 simple you know in a time where there's <laughs> simple things are I don't know, not being produced or something like that, you know, like, and there's even a, gosh, now I'm mixing up different content in my mind, okay. but there's even a, th a thing in it, which I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember having the thought like, oh, this is a, 
this is an interesting movie to be made or a, a theme to be had in a time like now. This seems to be an- hmm. this seems to be awfully countercultural t- to right now. It, it's it's interesting that this was made, especially in a in a Disney movie or whatever. But yeah, I find movies or shows or or music or I don't read a lot of books, but I'm trying find the same joy in books that pres- are presenting less, you know, complex garbage, you know, g- grays, a gradient of grays, you know, right. and it, when we, especially for kids that need to develop certain boundaries for life, you know, and understand like seminal things, you know, it's, well, I don't know, it could I be just know. me projecting, but it may be, I mean, I get, I can't be the only one. I get, <laughs> I get caught up in the, the fact that, um, you know, those those types of books and, and movies and that type of thing they're not they're not made to, to draw those boundaries specifically that's not their intent their intent is purely just for that fun and that entertainment value in mm-hmm. that and they don't see themselves or even hold themselves up as oh I'm an example to people or I'm a metric some S- some don't the majority of them don't uh, they don't recognize that it's the whole I know I'm famous but I shouldn't be anybody's role model type mm. thing you know it's like um, yeah that well y- you're you you're in a profession. Yeah, they want they want their there. cake and eat it too in yeah. that regard. You know, <laughs> so they they want to be able to hold that position right. when it's convenient, convenient. But right. they also want to be able to distance themselves in yeah, that exactly. position when it's inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a what a fortunate position to hold. Right. <laughs> you know, I what was a, what like an this. easy life to live. Now I'm going to show you this is really who I am. So yeah. we get back to the God whole forbid you stick you to your right. to your you know worldview and see it through you know <laughs> that's not necessary right uh when when people can choose at what they're going to be offended at i can choose as, as how i present myself right yeah so that's a decent segue you know living your truth right we'll end on this and this might be a short this might be a short um point of conversation but demi lovato is now gender fluid <laughs> that's, a, that's the best transition i can give you <laughs> Yeah, that that deserves something. Demi Lovato is now gender fluid, right? But I want to hone in on you know something she said, you know, and Jasmine can can post the article, but she said in in her you know coming out statement, she said, "Now that I'm living my truth." Oh, there you go, right there in the first statement, right there. Yeah, let's preface it. Now that I'm living my truth, my art has just become that much greater because my art is a reflection of who I am. So now that I'm able to be more transparent in the world about who I am, they can see my art better and they can hear it better. Um, and she she talks about that more, you know, right. living her truth and and this and that. And uh, yeah, I just want to ask, what's the problem with that, James? Well, <laughs> where do you where do you start? What's the problem with where do you start? What's the with problem that? with my truth and living right. it? Uh, you start right there with my truth. So <laughs> that, that means that truth is ultimately subjective and it's going to change depending on who the person is and, and you know, where, where they're comfortable with. It's, it's a completely egocentric remark. Sure. How's this? Does, again, like trying to, trying to highlight the mm. culture's shifting metrics. Right. Does the culture actually, you know, does the culture actually set parameters for my truth and how we live it in terms of what they will accept? Yeah, they do. They do. That's the great irony, right? So, I mean, so it's okay and it's perfectly acceptable. I mean, even the president's talking about how we're not supposed to discriminate against all these things so people can live who they truly are. But yet we, we don't allow for, you know, people to engage in sexual relations with animals for example sure. even though that may be who they truly are yeah that's always the best tactic right like right. take or, that to the extreme who, Lovato. who are psychopaths and and yeah. want to to murder and kill no we can't let them do that right. why well because but why though why though guys though it may be who they truly are <laughs> yeah why can demi lovato live her truth and experience the beauty and liberation right. in that and you know her art can now be its full form because she's living her truth why is that okay audience that will listen now and in the future <laughs> why is that okay but as james said a serial killer mm-hmm. a serial rapist uh you know all the extremes you can think about you know like why is that not okay even 
because if that's their truth and it allows them to be liberated to experience, you know, the best part of who they am and what they can produce, why is that not okay? Well, because the but Demi Lovato can, and we should right. celebrate. Demi well, they're gonna Lovato. they're going to say because those types of things, uh, it's uh, you know, it's a straw man because they're actually um, affecting other people by their things. But that doesn't mm. go for bestiality. Let's be okay. clear. But still, we don't allow that type of thing. We we have a sense that that's not right. Where so does that sense come from? I don't know. Right? Society uh, says, I don't know. Where does it come from? We do know, though. Yes, we society, do. Society likes to suppress that truth, right? And suppress who they were created in uh, the image absolutely. of. Absolutely. Um, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, society has a problem with certain my truths, but not other my truths. Because a lot of things go against what we know to be true, like murder and, you know, heinous sexual things, right. whether it's with animals or. <laughs> I don't know inanimate objects. Like there, I, I have read a documentary <laughs> or seen a documentary on you know uh, relations with a car. So it, I mean, there's weird stuff. Oh yeah, that was on. There was an episode of that on strange addictions. I think. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was someone that liked to do that with their car. car yeah. Yeah. Really weird, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a flawed worldview, just outright like. You know, and it's it's annoying. No, it's it's greatly <laughs> it's annoying. It's annoying that Absolutely. culture again with their shifting metrics and inconsistencies, you know, demands that we celebrate Demi Lovato's gender fluidity and the beauty in her truth, but just can't allow for consistency in that. No, you know, and it's you know uh, continuing on. It that seems so blatantly obvious. There you know, the, just the flawed. There's a there's a video circulating as well of uh, a young teen who's identifying as gender fluid, and it's one of those videos where they have conversations with themselves as if they're a different character, you know, asking the questions. Okay. Uh, so, you know, well, how can I identify what you know what gender you are today? And it comes down to what color bracelet they were wearing. Oh, jeez. And uh, keep so up, keep up, keep up. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and what is the very fact that you've now identified based on bracelet that that totally undoes the very concept of really oh yeah it's an, it's just like a weird right it's uh, yeah paradoxical or antithetical or whatever you know it's hypocritical not, it's, it's not consistent <laughs> i don't know what the yeah it's what not word a consistent you use there, but <laughs> utterly inconsistent right yeah utterly this is how i choose to identify today but the point of your position was that you don't want to be identified exactly you don't want to be pigeonholed you don't want to be identified by a specific characteristic. Yeah. But, but you're saying you're identify identifying me as a certain characteristic. Yes. Oh, man. And then on top of that, you're canceled if you can't keep up. Right. You're canceled if you can't keep up. You know, it's, uh, it's not sustainable. It's not. Fired from your job if you can't if – you, if you misstep in your wordage, you know. You're, you have a lawsuit against you if that, you know, that right. kind of thing. Like, oh, man. We're just we're just killing ourselves. We're just crushing our our we're, societies. We are creating a society where everybody just better stay in their homes yeah. and it's not safer participate just to stay at home in anything that goes outside. Yeah, that get way. off your social media. Don't have friends. Don't go outside because well then purely by walking on the sidewalk, you've probably misstepped l metaphorically you and looked, physically. You, you know? looked at somebody yeah. in a menacing way. Yeah, you're, that that look was talk was. Toxic masculinity. That was, a, that was a look right. of toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's just not sustainable. It's not a sustainable thing we're setting up as a culture. But yeah, it's a it's a sad thing, and yeah. it, and it is um, consuming. It it you know you always have to then suppose you know be worried that somebody is going to choose to be offended by what you have to say, and you know so do you live your life? censoring every single word hoping that nobody's going to take offended you know offense at it no you don't short answer you don't guys don't live your lives that way <laughs> what's the what's the passage you could first thessalonians first thessalonians 4 uh 9 through 12 there you go we're gonna end on that note guys i was telling james uh telling james before we went on air i find it exhausting that we have to discuss these things time and time again over but the truth again. is 
this is not changing anytime soon. You know, like this is this is the culture doing what it does and going deeper and deeper down that hole. And so we have to continue to, you know, continue to expose the expose it for what it is you know? be be, like, aw- be awake in our minds yeah right there there we co-opt that word and, and call ourselves woke because we're <laughs> understanding things <laughs> yes, through take a clear lens take a woke back right that's you know we we have a clearer lens because we have an absolute truth that's spelled out right so. all right guys well obviously thanks james for Absolutely. filling in um and this has been episode number six of season four of culture insanity and hope you guys um, find some value in it now, in the future, whenever you listen to it, whenever it finds you. And uh, stay tuned for more of what we got going on. And we'll see you guys uh, next time. Bye. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lay Soul Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Bridge